Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Janine Boland here and welcome to today's show. It is loaded with quality content on how to save your knowledge, work your business, and we got a few money tips on the side. Now, just to let remind you guys, the Janine Boland Show is a syndicated program of four podcast shows that were combined in October of 2021. For my older listeners, I want to say thank you for listening to the Three Minute Money Tips, the Thriving Solopreneur, the Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations, and for those of you that were following me back in 2005, The Practical Mystic Show. Today, we are highlighting Mary Gall of the Success Magnified Fame. Not only will we be discussing a bit about how you can save your sanity as you work your business, but today we will also be sharing with you how you can get your message, your story, or your memoir out into the world. Now, you may already know that I'm interviewing 99 authors this year to get their guidance and perspective on saving your knowledge in the form of a published book, maybe a video series, or don't forget those audio playlists that you can record. Now, Mary Gall, let me talk just a moment about her. She has 25 years of experience in communications, administration, and marketing for both international companies as well as locally owned businesses. Now, she develops skills that allow her to take a situation or a task and break it down into manageable steps. And it was because of this that with business administration, such as event planning, financial management, human resources, systems management, marketing, and communications, she has the background to help entrepreneurs tackle obstacles and expand to what is possible. Now, she was like me. She left the security of a regular paycheck in 2013. She started her own business, and now she shares the joys and challenges of being not only an entrepreneur running two successful businesses, but also being a speaker, an author, oh, and working mother of two very active daughters. And with that comes her being a leader in many organizations, such as being a board member of mom's groups, swim teams, band parent associations. And don't forget, she also is serving on the board of directors for the Colorado Business Women's Association. So she loves giving back to her community and helping to create the next generation of volunteers. She's with us today because she's the author of two books. The guests are here, helpful hints for easy and enjoyable entertaining, as well as what will really be pointed toward today, which is vitamin C3 for business. 52 ideas to connect, contribute, and celebrate your way to success. So Mary always tries to bring a sense of fun to her every interaction. She loves to use her creative talents to spread a little joy to all of those around her. And some fun facts you may not know. She is one of eight kids. She is a huge Elvis fan. And bonus, she can sing all the words to Kane West Gold Digger. And she loves to cook. So welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you, Janine. It's so fun to be here. And thank you for that wonderful background. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. It was a good reminder oh, yeah. to hear that. <laughs> right? Yeah, we sometimes forget everything that we've actually accomplished. And when we were talking a little bit earlier, one of the things I really wanted to bring out for people was just how multidimensional uh, entrepreneurs have to be these days. It's not appropriate to just do one thing and one thing well, like a technician, like it used to be in the fifties. I, I know you've seen that yourself, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Yes. We do have to learn a lot of things quickly to, to launch a business and, and then keep it going. You're, you're always learning, which is what I think entrepreneurs love about being entrepreneurs is there's always a challenge to solve. 
right? And there's always scholarship and training and yeah, you, you, you never learn at all. And that's, I think, you know, job security in regard to yes. <laughs> you've yes. always been learning. <laughs> so well, one of the things I like to ask authors is when you first get ready to write your first book, I want you to go back in the way back machine, especially for you, because you've written multiple books. And I, back in that moment, when you knew that you were going to have your heart on the page and you were getting ready to make that decision of, do I use my real name or do I use a pen name? Talk to us a little bit about that discomfort of, do I want to hide or do I really want to go out there? What was that like for you? Uh, it was, I never, it never occurred to me to not use my own name. I guess that's the, the Naya, 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 Naivety? No, what's the word I'm looking Naivete? for? Naivete. Naivete. Thank you. So <laughs> not, not to worry, honey. We right. all need help. <laughs> <laughs> I was just very naive about the whole book writing process, and um, I was early into my entrepreneurial journey. And the first book doesn't really have anything to do with my business. It it's about kind of planning for parties, right? And I was an event planner in the past, and but I just it came about out of a conversation that I had with my husband and I was like, oh, you know, I have people always rave about the parties I throw. I love to throw theme parties and all this stuff. And, and we had a supper club and I love to cook. And so I was like, what if I threw together like a little, uh, if I wrote a book about, you know, how to throw a party. And my husband kind of rolled his eyes and was like, yeah, right. And I was, then the light bulb, the challenge was accepted. Right. And I was like, I'm going to write a book, darn it, <laughs> figure it out. And so I just, I just started off from that point and it never occurred to me to not use my own name because these were tips that I was providing people from my own experience. Both books are the same way. They're tips that I've learned along the way and, and my life skills that I want to share with other people to help them. And so uh, it just makes more sense to use my own name. It never really occurred to me to think of, of using somebody else's name on the book. And I find that a lot with nonfiction authors, we have a tendency to use our own name, but non-fictional authors, that's where they really struggle. You know, yeah. do I want to do this or not? And yeah, it's a totally different game for them. Right. So I do have a client who wrote a book and yeah. it was more her personal memoir and it was very um, traumatic experience. And she did use a pen name because she had even some legal issues with people, you know, non-disclosure things that she couldn't talk about. So, so I understand that, you know, and it makes sense in some, in some instances, but for me, it just never occurred to me to, to do it. Right. So once again, that's an author's choice and there can be, mm -hmm. and that choice alone, first you decide, okay, I'm going to write the book. And then it's like, oh, do I use my name or not? <laughs> right, <laughs> that can be right. another huge speed bump for some people. Yes. Like some people get stuck there and, uh, and then comes the actual writing of the book itself. So just out of curiosity, would you say that you had a marketing background before you started writing your book? Yes, I did. Cause my, my whole entire life has kind of been marketing, whether that was my job title or not. Um, but I, that was my job title for many years in the corporate world, uh, was marketing and communications. And so, um, and event planning, like I said, so I had that background when I was writing the book that wasn't again, being naive. I just wanted to write the book to prove to my husband, I could write a book and publish it. <laughs> So it was kind of a challenge. And then once I had the book and once I started getting closer, you know, through the editing process and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to market this book. 
And so what am I going to do about that, right? How am I going to get this out to the world? So, so then I started to put some of my marketing hat tactics on, you know, it's like, okay, now, now the book's written, it's in the editing stage. Now I've got to start really thinking about who do I want to get this book in front of? So what surprised you the most then about book marketing and then publishing your book? I mean, what is the kind of the one thing that when you think about that whole process that you were like, whoa, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, the printing piece of it, right. was <laughs> a big thing. Uh, the first, the first book I did, I did all by myself. So I did the layout. I did the, you know, and I had skill set in that from my career, corporate career. I knew how to, you know, format the pages in a Word document and put the headers and footers and titles and chapter pages. And I could do all that myself. And I took the picture for the cover and I designed the cover. You know, there are some great tools out there for people that want to do everything themselves. I don't recommend it, but again, being naive on the first one, I did it all myself. And then I knew I had the party planned. I wanted to get it at the party. So how do I get it printed? Right. And so that was a big hurdle. I, I have a friend that I went to and she's in the publishing business so she was able to help me find a printer a local printer that could get them done and delivered but I didn't allow as much time as I should I was very rushed and very panicked at the end but the second book we did it was again a quick turnaround I did a lot of it myself but I did hire experts to do the cover page and to do the 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 formatting on the or the the cover of the book and do the formatting on the inside. And it just looks night and day so much better than what I did myself, right? <laughs> it looks like a professional book, professional published book, even though they're both still self-published. And then again, the printing always takes longer. Everything takes a little bit longer than you expect it to, right? The editing, if you're using an editor, going back and forth, it takes a little bit longer. And then, okay, now it's to the printer. You know, you can upload it to Amazon within an hour, right? And it's on Amazon. But to get an actual physical printed book takes a little bit longer if you're going through Amazon or a local printer like I did. Because my second book is a... Is a rare size so it's a square book five and a half by five and a half and so which I love that size but it's made it a little more challenging to find a printer that can turn those around because they have to move all their printing equipment around so so the timing of things threw me you know again being naive it's like yeah just get this done right I'm a get it done person let's just make this happen and <laughs> being on other person other people's schedules and timelines kind of you know threw me for a loop and was a little frustrating for me, but we both of the books ended up coming around and, and being done pretty quickly. And that's one of the things, you know, being project managers, like you and I are, you know, we're used to having multiple, you know, balls in the air, plates spinning, whatever you want to call it. And that is, I have to agree with you. I was shocked when I really understood what the printing process was all about. So yeah. just to, to help the next author in line behind us, you know, to reach a handbag, what would you change if you started marketing your book today? I mean, what are some things that you learned that you were like, oh, I would so do it differently? What are those points? Yeah, I would have started booking speaking engagements while I was writing the book. Um, I would have maybe done some surveys of my target audience, you know, while I was writing the book to make sure I had things that were included in the book uh, that were that were relevant to what they wanted to learn. Um, and, you know, then making sure I was talking about it 
all the, the whole time I was writing the book, right. And just keep dropping little hints. I'm writing this book. I'm writing this book. It's coming. And then here's the party, right? I started marketing like with the party and that was the launch of the book. I didn't really do any pre-marketing while I was writing the book or while I was in editing and that kind of thing. So the book marketing started with the book launch party, um, which I love that as well, but uh, you know, there could have been a lot more pre pre uh, planning, pre marketing going on to get people excited about it and get the buzz built ahead of the book launch party. And then, you know, keep going afterwards. It's not just one thing. And then, you know, that's kind of what I did with my first book. It was one party and then, okay, how do I, then it was kind of done. Right. Right. Because we don't know, you know, it's not like you learn from Hollywood. If you, if you look at how authors are touted in the movies or film industry, you and I both know that doesn't happen unless you're on national media already. But for folks that I like to say the 99% of the rest of us, (laughs) um, you know, it just doesn't work that way. So yeah, if you don't mind, share with us what worked best for you when it came to selling of your books. What was something that worked the best? Yeah, speaking really worked the best. Being able to sell my book um, from stage uh, for my the vitamin C3 book, I created <laughs> my own speaking event, basically. So I created a thing called Pep Talks, and um, it was... Uh, seven authors, kind of TED Talk style, where we each had 20 to 30 minutes. And I knew I wanted to use that as my book launch. So I had that that event scheduled already, to t- and I was going to be talking about my business. And then once I knew the book could be ready, you know, that's again, the timing was I picked it up the day before the event from the printer. Uh, I had to drive to Longmont to go pick it up, or Loveland, so go pick it up. But, you know, I was able to have the book there in person so people could buy the book. And then I had other speaking gigs already, uh, you know, lined up where I could go and sell the book and talk about the book and then sell copies there. Um, That was the most successful. Uh, You know, I did sell some copies online and I still have some online sales happening in five years after the book, right? Because I repurposed the materials still. But the biggest things at the beginning were really for me, being in front of people where they could buy the book and I could sign a copy and they could buy one, you know, for their friends or whatever, buy a couple copies. And then I did have some, because it's a business-based book, I did have some uh, businesses or like sales teams buy it, you know, in bulk where they would buy 20 books or 25 books. And then I did a couple of conferences where they bought a book for everybody and put it in their goodie bag. So those were bigger chunks of books that were sold, which was nice too, but they're all kind of tied back to speaking and then, making the sales from, from the stage. And then this is my favorite question to ask authors. So tell me something that you tried and it was an epic failure. Now I know my stories on this, but I always love hearing from other authors. So what did you try? And it just did not pan out. Yeah. Um, you know, I tried doing a Facebook ad and doing it myself. And I, I think I ran it for like the first month or so. And, um, and didn't get a single sale, you know, and just kept plugging money. It's like, okay, you set your budget each week and that, that budget went, that budget went, that budget went, that budget went. And I know it can be successful for people if you do it correctly. 
I obviously didn't do it correctly. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, that was a waste of money and time and effort. And I didn't get a single sale from that. So, so then I was like, okay, I'm better off for my type of book. I'm, you know, maybe better off doing this in person, uh, in my personality or whatever it is, whatever it was. But I, that was kind of something I tried, spent a, some good chunk of change on and didn't see a single book sale from it. So I was like, okay, that was not really worth my time. And had maybe I had I hired an expert to do it, would have had different results. But again, I could figure everything out on my own, right? <laughs> so, right. And, so it and when it comes work. to your first or second book, you're trying to build a following. And so this is yeah. a, very helpful information. There, You're not the first author to say, yeah, wait on the Facebook ads, wait on all of that. So yeah, yeah. quality advice. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So what story do you like to tell about yourself that gives you the most laughs with your target audience? There's two that come to mind, but with the vitamin C3 book, it's about business tips, right? How to connect, con contribute, and celebrate together. So one of the ones that always gets people in the audience going whenever I talk about it is my celebration dance. And so I encourage people to find little ways to celebrate all the little things that are wins during our day because they they are there. And we if we don't acknowledge them, then you just focus on what didn't get done and what you still have to do and what didn't go right. That's our natural tendency. So we have to bring the celebration into your, into your life. And so I do a little celebration dance where I have them, you know, if they're sitting down, I might say, okay, lift up your left knee and your right arm above your head. And now lift up your right arm, your right knee and your left arm. And now let's do that over and over again. So they're in their dance, they're pump, fist pumping, happy dance is what I call it. The fist pumping, happy dance. And I say, I do this when I get an Excel formula to work. I do that when I have a great client call, I do this throughout the day. I'm doing my fist pumping, happy dance. Right. And then people start to laugh and they're always like, yeah, I need to do that. So I have people that saw me speak five years ago when the book come out, came out. And when they still see me, they're like, oh, Mary, the fist pumping happy dance. Right. So, <laughs> so people remember that and they talk about it. I don't know if they do it in their office, but, you know, I, I still do it when I have a great moment uh, with the client conversation, when something goes really well, when I finally get a project done, you know, do a little fist pumping happy dance, take three seconds to just make yourself feel better and acknowledge your win. Yes, because it, it, you're a leader, you know, it gets really lonely. It's lonely yeah. at the top, you know, and you understand if you're not celebrating yourself, it's, it's kind of hard to bring people into the loop, especially yeah. when you've been struggling with that Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or when you make your first book sale, right? Or when you I finally know. get the book in your hands, you know, it's like, yeah, I did it. It's an actual thing. It's not no longer just thoughts in my head. It's an actual right. physical thing. It's really fun to celebrate those moments. It is. I totally agree. So when did you, what year did your very first book come out? In 2014. 2014 was yeah. when you wrote the first one, because the world yeah. looks very different today. And that's yes. one of the things <laughs> I like to encourage people is that self-publishing in 20, 2005, when I first started versus 2014 was a huge leap. However, now at 2022, another huge yeah. leap, right? So yeah. what is the biggest change that you've seen in yourself since you started marketing from your first book in 2014? I know we've gone through a lot, but I also know that there are core things that are different about you now than when you first started marketing. Yeah. I mean, the first time I called myself an author, a published author was incredible. 
And then, you know, both of my books have been Amazon bestsellers in their categories, right? So both books made it to the, the bestseller. So I have that screenshot. So so the first time <laughs> That's I a good that one. out, and the first time I put that in my, you know, in my bio, she's an Amazon bestselling author. I was like, oh my gosh, like it just, it just elevated that. The first one was really, I couldn't wait to show my husband. I was like, look, not only did I write a book, but I'm an Amazon bestseller, <laughs> you know, might be 13 categories deep in my overall category, but I'm an Amazon bestseller. I have the screenshot to prove it. And, um, you know, so it was, it was vindication for that little self doubt that I had, you know, it's like, yes, I can be an author. I do. I can put my words out there. And then, then the other thing is just really owning that I have something valuable to say and that I, I have something that somebody can read and apply to their business or to their life and it can improve their life. Right. So everything, you know, a goal in life is to just make everything better than it was before in some small way, shape or form. And so knowing that I'm out there and people are reading the book and they're taking those tips and making their lives better, that really has changed it's impacted how I see my role in the world, right? In a bigger sense, like, okay, I have knowledge. I want to share it with people. Writing books is a way I can share that knowledge with people and um, make their lives better. I agree. When you take on that label author, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a whole, it, it, it changes you and it's for the good, but it, it does change you when you really integrate that word into your vocabulary when you're describing yeah. yourself. So now that you're this author and you've been doing this for quite a while, a few thousand books or so that you've been able to sell, you know, that stuff. Now, what are like the top five tips that you could give authors about selling their books? Yes. Um, I love this question. So like I mentioned before, I, I, I'm very deadline driven and process project management oriented anyway. So plan the party first. Once you know you're going to write a book, I started both books with When's the party? How am I going to celebrate this at the end? So celebration, obviously, it's in my book too. So celebration is a key. So plan the party and then work yourself backwards from there. You know, how, how long before the party do I need to have the book in my hand? When do I need to book the party place? You know, when do I need to have it to the editor? I just worked backwards because I'm all about the celebration. So for me, that was a great tip. Plan the party first then work your way backwards to make sure you can hit all those deadlines. Again, accountability and deadlines work well for me, right? So if you're in the writing process, start planning your party and then you'll know, okay, I have to have these, this to the editor. I have to have the cover done by this time, all the, you know, um, everything else that needs to happen with the book. So plan the party first is the first tip. Number two is um, don't get frustrated. It's very easy to get frustrated. Again, we talked about the timelines and, and if you're working with other people, you're kind of at their mercy of the editor. You know, you can push and push and push and be the squeaky wheel if you have a deadline you wanna, wanna do. But again, share your, here's my party date. I Can we make this happen, right? So that you, you have a deadline because otherwise it can, you can tweak and tweak and you know, go back and forth and get really frustrated on all these little details if you don't have an end date in mind. So don't get frustrated, just keep, it's part of the process. Just, you know, say, what am I learning today in this process? Remind yourself, it's all a learning process if it's your first book. Um, 
Number three is get help from professionals. Like I mentioned, my first book I did all by myself, very proud of that. But at the same time, when I got help from professionals, it just looks so much better. The book looks <laughs> like an actual book. The first it one does. looks like a book too, but the second one just looks so much better and so much more professional. And you feel better about, you know, being out there and promoting your book too, when it looks really well, represents you well as an author. So, so get help from professionals. There's all kinds of people at all different levels that you can choose from, but, but really get some help from, from professionals for creating your book. And then also for marketing your book. There's some great tools and tips and some people out there that can help you market your book. Um, number four is keep at it. Keep just, you know, it's not just one event. Like I kind of did with my first book, like, Oh, I had my book launch party. Now we're done with the book, right. On with life. And really to keep getting sales and keep building that audience, building your following, you need to keep that book in front of people. So it's not just, I've had the book launch party, now it's done, but now how can I repurpose that? How can I keep keep it in my social media posts? How can I keep speaking about the book? How can I you know, keep this book out there and keep growing my audience? So it's not just a one and done kind of thing. It's a long-term process. So my book, The Vitamin C3 came out in 2017. So it's five years ago already, which, wow, that's amazing. Five years ago. It seems like just yesterday I was writing it, but but uh, five years ago, and I still use those posts uh, three or four times a month. I'll pull a post out of there, a tip out of there, and put it in my social media. You know, that's how I'm still selling books on Amazon five years after I wrote the book, is because I do keep repurposing that material. Um, and then that leads me into number five is repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. So you've written this great book. It's full of great information. How can you pull bits of that out and make it um, relevant for today, repurpose it, you know, put it in your social media, write a blog about it uh, that points back to your book, interview somebody that has a similar kind of story that is related to yours, those kind of things. And then how can you just keep it relevant and repurpose what you've already written? So those are my five tips for, for keeping at it. And thank you so much for those. Uh, when it comes to planning the party first, what kind of lead time in your experience works best? I mean, let's just make the assumption that somebody is going to have an editor and then they're going to self-publish. So let's make those qualifications. But, okay. you know, do you give it 18 months? What, what do you recommend? I mean, both of mine were really short and the person who helped me publish my book, the second book said, never tell anybody the timeline that we use because I don't want to do this. This is really too fast. And it's not, you know, it worked for me, but she goes, we don't want people to do it this fast. So I would say, you know, if you're done or, you know, 80 to 90% done with your manuscript, with the, with the bulk of your writing, and you're starting to work with an editor, give yourself six months after that. Right. So if you're close to the editing part, because it's going to take, depending on the editor and the workload and the timeline back and forth, how many edits you need to do, and you might have some more writing to do, you know, a good six to nine months um, from that stage to the launch stage. And you might launch a little sooner than that online. You know, you might do your online launch before you do your in-person launch. Um, or you might do the in-person launch, you know, working with whoever your professionals are. But I would say give yourself at least a good six to nine months 
if you are working with a team to get everything done. You know, your cover design, all that kind of stuff takes time. The interior layout, once you have the manuscript done, takes time. So um, planning that out, give yourself that amount of time. And then the printing, if you're going to have hard copies at your at your launch, you know, you want to, they can't do that overnight, unfortunately. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's something I found out. Books overnight. I want to have one tomorrow, right? So, <laughs> so it's allowing yourself, you know, some time. And if you're working with a, a publisher, a guide, you know, they can kind of give you that timeline as well, based on the, the size of your book and the scope and all of that kind of stuff and say, okay, um, you know, we're going to need at least six months before this book's in your hands. So mm-hmm. you can work with them to work on the timeline, but I think six to nine months is a pretty good range. And I have to concur. That's your, I have done it faster. I have cranked books out in three to four months. Mm-hmm. And again, my publisher was like begging me, please don't talk, tell people we've done this because, but that was, <laughs> those were like to work at. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I already had a lot of it edited. Uh, I know how to use my beta readers. I have a lot of systems mm-hmm. already in place. And so, you know, this was books eight, nine, and 10, you know, that yeah. we were cranking out pretty quickly. Um, however, I always say, I give myself nine months. And so I'm glad to hear that you're like six months at the shortest and about yeah. nine months. And, and that's when I already have most of the content worked up, you know, right. now I know to start pulling in my, my professional. So thank you so much, Mary. That kind of yeah. just gives a little confirmation on the craziness that is you and I's lives yes, yes. <laughs> when it comes to that. So last question for you. And I always like to hear what other people say, but what is the primary thing that you think is the biggest reward about being an author? Um, I would go back to the, the impact, you know, statement I made before is my books are, are tips driven, right? They're, they're how to books kind of thing. So I'm taking my story, my experience and passing that along paying it forward, if you will. Um, And both books are about connection. And so in their own ways, right? So the guests are here is about how to throw a dinner party and how to start a supper club. So how to build that connection with other people in your world um, and not be in the kitchen the whole time, but be able to enjoy your guests while they're there. Um, And so that was really fun for me to be able to take all of the stuff I've learned in, you know, 40 years of throwing parties in my own home or, you know, for big corporations, how do we make those connections with the people that are in our lives, right? And it takes time and effort to make those connections happen. In vitamin C3, the same thing, same theme is there, right? So I'm taking all of my knowledge, my skills on building relationships in business and sharing your knowledge, the whole, all the tips on contribution are about how do we take the knowledge we've gained and share that with other people to make their lives easier, better, happier, whatever it is, right? And then how do we celebrate those moments? So I think getting my life experience out in paper where it lives and exists beyond me is really a powerful thing to do right and and knowing that whoever picks up one of these books they can flip through to any page they're going to get a sense of who I am as a person but also learn one little thing about that can help them for the rest of their lives or help them make a a deeper connection with with a loved one or with their neighbors or with their with their clients and their business associates. So um, that's really what I love about being an author is that I have created this, I've built this knowledge, I've earned this knowledge through my lifetime and now I have a method to share it with other people and it lives beyond me. 
right in a book. Yes, it does. So, hey, people listen to you. How do you want people to reach out to you? How do they connect with you? Yeah, the best way to connect with me is just through my website, successmagnified.com. I play around on LinkedIn, but my website has a way for you to book a free call with me if you want to talk about anything. I love to chat about anything business or cooking or dinner parties too. Um, So they can book a call with me. They can see, you know, how I help my clients there. I have events that are posted there. So if they're in the Denver metro area, or if I have virtual events, they can check those out on my website as well. So pretty much you can find out everything you need to know about me on my website, successmagnified.com. Thank you so much for your time today, being our spotlighted author, Mary. It was wonderful having you on the show. Thank you, Janine. Thanks for the work you're doing to help other people get their stories captured and get them out there. My pleasure. And if you are an author or you know an author that you would like us to spotlight, please visit our website at authorpodcasting.com, where you will find the 99 Author Project listed. We talk all authors from all walks of life as we build out book number 12, which is Advice from Authors to Authors, which will be published in 2023. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today and all of us here at The Eight Gates that produces The Janine Boland Show. We wish you a wonderful week. And we encourage you to get your message, your story, or your knowledge out into the world and make it a better place, just like these authors that we're interviewing this year. We'll see you again next week. And until then, keep sharing what you know with others. Keep shining that light that is you. And don't forget to go out today and do something for yourself that is just plain fun. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to the JanineBolinShow.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the 8gates.com. 8